I'm Jenny Galuzzo, co-founder of The Second Shift. Welcome to our podcast where we talk all things women, work, and well-being, how they intersect, our competing forces, and how to create and maintain personal and professional alignment in your life. Let's do this. Here she is, people, the one and only Gina Hadley, my co-founder at The Second Shift and a true expert at what is going on in the workplace. She is constantly in communication with all of our clients. She is at conferences. She really understands workplace transformation, what is going on from the hiring side and where the future of work is going. And It's been very hard to tell lately because everything seems to be in such a flux, hiring, firing, back to work, remote work. People are looking for flexible work. People are looking for full-time jobs. And one of our takeaways, and it's very particular to the second shift and the clients that we work with for jobs for our members in the second shift community is that because the nature of flexibility in full-time or longer-term placements has changed so much in the last few years that there's an enormous opportunity for people who are looking for full-time, longer-term flexible placements. And that's a big shift for us because we started out doing much more project-based work and we still do project-based work. But as the nature of work has changed and as the needs and interest of our members and community has changed in reaction to that, we are expanding our offering, what we consider good, viable, interesting jobs to connect those two groups. Anyway, here's Gina to explain it more in like macro level and to talk about like what's going on in the workforce. So here's Gina. Gina. Jenny. Let's discuss this like whole hybrid malaise idea that's, I keep reading articles. There was a really good daily about it and just where we are in terms of where people are working and how they're feeling about it and what you're seeing in terms of like future hiring trends for full-time, part-time remote jobs. I've said this to you before, I can't decide whether the malaise is because we are in an uncertain time on a lot of fronts or if it's just because it's February and everybody, at least on the East Coast, is over this. It's really interesting because we are now four years almost four years out from when everybody got ordered to go home. And you would think that in any trend that we would have begun to normalize or stabilize what this working situation looks like, but it really depends on who you talk to. There are so many folks that are incredibly happy with the fact that they don't have to spend a majority of their lives commuting into an office and that they feel extremely productive. You and I have talked about this so many times before. It's hard to make hard and fast rules about anything because there's so many different factors. What industry you work in, where you are in your life, what your home situation is like, what your commute is like, who your manager is. And so I think that is part of the giant jumble that is defining this moment in time, that there are so many data points that 
news outlets and people who focus on the future of work and on remote and hybrid, of which there is a different company every day trying to figure out how to cash in on this new situation, it's impossible to make steadfast rules because there's too many data points. Well, I think that's kind of what the issue is and and what I've been hearing a little is like, okay, so everyone has what they ostensibly would want, right? They're being catered to, but then they're still not happy because there's still something kind of missing in the secret sauce of work, or there's the feeling that you're not going to get ahead or that your interpersonal relationships are suffering or that it's lonely working at home. Yeah. But here's my immediate reaction to that. Was work really all that much fun? I mean, we had fun a little bit. I mean, I mean, when I was young and I didn't have any responsibilities and I had a lovely one bedroom apartment that- But I, I was young and I bitched about work all the time. Yes. Yeah, so I think that- That's part I, of the idea of work. Right? Uh, but we bitched about it communally. Maybe that was part yeah, of it, that we were that co- a community of bitching. Look, there are some really, especially for our demographic of members of the second shift who are these- highly trained professional women who know exactly what they're doing. Our mission is still the same. I appreciate that there are lots of different trends going on right now and a lot of different issues that folks are talking about. I I think we come back to this time and time again. It all depends on where you are in your life cycle and your career cycle. We are focused on a broad swath of professional women, but within a very specific period in their careers. And it's that they know exactly what they're doing. The majority of them have spent the bulk of their career working in offices alongside people, building their reputations and building their community and climbing the corporate ladder. So for us, this moment in time is one in which we have to step back and examine is the thesis that we founded the second shift on is that if you want to keep women working through these career building years that often push them off the career track is remote and flexible work. The answer. And when we founded the company and launched, that was very much the answer. And we were really convincing employers to work this way with them. Now, I don't think it's as much of a conversation around where women work. I think that I know that. We all know that. Everybody is able to kind of coordinate their own schedules, even you know the most hardcore financial institutions that say you need to be in the office five days a week. There's a little more wiggle room than there ever was before. But what we're finding now is if flexibility is embedded into almost every role now, what are we offering? What are our members wanting? What are women at this specific point in their career needing? And how do employers want to interact with them? And that's, I think, the only demographic that I feel comfortable talking about because it's the only one that we really focus on. You know, you and I could extrapolate and guess about all these other trends, but when it all comes down to it, whether it's talking to employers or talking to members, we are hearing the same refrain over and over and over again. And it's one that's very different from when we launched. And let's be honest, you know, there's a lot of people who don't have the option of remote or flexible work. There's lots of people whose jobs don't offer the ability to complain about missing your colleagues. So this is, 
you know, millions and millions of people, but this is a section of the workforce that we're talking about. And it is a section of the workforce that's have in some ways the most upheaval in the last four years, because it never went back to the norm where other industries, service industry, people who work in healthcare, the post office, these are jobs that went back to the, a normal schedule from the pre-pandemic. And so there's a little bit less of the, I don't know, churn. And what, what did we, what, it was another term. It wasn't malaise. There was another term. I remember like Adam Grant or somebody we talking about it during COVID where it was sort of like a feeling it, it's a stuck, it's a stuckness and well, it's a, a meh. Meh. The meh. Like everybody was meh. And yes, that all of that is true. I can't solve those problems for any of those people. And so I think what we're reading so much about is the meh, the malaise, the churn, the feeling of being discombobulated by these tens of millions of knowledge workers and their employers who are doing this very strange dance as if everything was copacetic before, but it's because businesses and large businesses run on the assumption that this is the way we do things. It doesn't change that fast. Most businesses can't change that fast. So instead they're like, oh, look, it's happy hour. Or change it all. So let's have a happy hour. We'll make everything better. Or like daytime yoga. I mean, it's, they're trying. And we, we always have a huge amount of empathy for people whose job it is to continue trying to make managers, HR, people who are trying to make work work for thousands of people, including themselves. Yeah. And that's really hard. But I have to say, I think we are always, I know I am always very optimistic about where we're going in the workforce and what's happening and and seeing the positive side of things. And while it's a very uncertain time. And I think uncertainty really breeds people's being anxious and those math feelings. There's also the positive of it, right? So we've seen in the past few years, as you were just saying, that a lot of the structural elements that we were fighting for, for a lot of years for our members, whether it was the flexibility to have a schedule that worked around a family, the ability to have flexibility at different points of your life and your career path, some of those things are are now the norm in certain jobs. And because of that, we're seeing like sort of an evolution in the second shift and the way that we think about work, because we're seeing our members being able to, to have a lot more optionality in what they think of as work. Well, I mean, to your point, this would only work for us if everybody knew exactly what they were doing and our members do. And that's do. where we are blessed. And even if it's members that are shifting from one industry to another, either ramping down or ramping up, we are lucky enough that this is not a demographic. This is not a membership of people trying to figure out what their next act is. You know, we've said this before, the second shift is not a reentry program. These are not people who've taken 15 years off of work and trying to jump back in which is admirable. And I think that everybody who is in that position, if they want to go back to work, they definitely should. We're just lucky. I say, thank God every day that our members trust us enough to work with us to either continue to work the way that they have been, or as you said, to amp back up and, you know, to bring this all back around. What I am now 
really beginning to realize, and it's something, it's an epiphany that Kemp and I had in a meeting with one of our clients this fall around who our members are and what they want. And it's been, as you know, the driving force for us introducing new offerings at the second shift. So a flexibility is baked into almost every role now for knowledge work, for our workers, right? We're talking to the women in the second shift community for whom we are providing jobs because we service them with our clients. So we match from one side to another where the need is and where the opportunity is on both sides. Simply focusing on our members and our clients, what we are seeing now is that both sides of the equation are looking for longer and more substantial engagements. For example, if you are now able to be a CFO of a startup and everybody only comes in to work three days a week, that full-time engagement is now really doable for somebody in our membership who can't commit to a five-day commute schedule. This was not the case in 2016 when we launched the second shift because the idea that you would work from home for two days was the exception, not the rule. So now that the rules have changed, and I honestly believe that every company is going to figure this out themselves, and that is why also there is so much churn and there is so much discomfort and feeling of being discombobulated because we all like rules around how things are supposed to work. But as we always say that this is not the Ford Motor Plant, every company, you don't have to be on the line to put in the cog. So now that our members back from that strange analogy, (laughs) now that our members can have really robust full-time engagements that work on their own schedules, and that is not an exception, we're finding that our members want it. And there will always be a demographic and we will always service them of roles that are short and sweet, beginning, middle, end, I need to get this done whether it's for our research clients or whether it's for our marketing clients or advertising clients. This is the pitch. This is the deadline. This is the activity. This is the assignment. Here's how it starts. Here's how it ends. Those will always be part of the second shift marketplace. But what we're seeing now is how do we work with employers who have baked flexibility and remote work into their full-time roles? How do we engage our members so that they can take advantage of this new reality. And it's something that we started last fall and it's been surprising how well it's been received by both sides of the marketplace for us, for the second shift. It's exciting. It's very exciting. I mean, I think of it as it exciting because I I also think about the evolution of the second shift. Yeah. And I remember times where we would have conversations with clients and we would say, I don't understand why you don't trust your workers to work from home if you trust them to travel for work, let's say, and you trust that when they're traveling for work, they're getting their work done. And to have come from that place where there was such a lack of trust in your employee that they couldn't work from home and, you know, that was, you know, blew their minds, that idea to the world in which now people are saying, oh, well, I can take a full-time role because this full-time role isn't what it used to be where there was such a lack of trust and there was, you know, no opportunity for advancement, let's say. So, um, 
Did you just see that? Yeah. So Jenny's Zoom just gave Jenny a thumbs up. <laughs> My Zoom gave me a thumbs up. I don't, I don't really Were know. Were you doing what, this? Is that I don't why? think so. I mean, I know uh, I have like long fingers, but weird. Um, anyway. That's, that's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that that's a crazy change yeah. in just a short period of time. So because of that, it's like, here are all these women. And I hear it from the women who are like, no, I... Now I'm I'm so ready to go back to work. I've I've been home, or this job says I can, you know, do it from here. Now I, I didn't even know that I would have been able to have that opportunity. So it's the flip side of the malaise and and you know the, all the employers and managers trying to figure out is this huge opportunity for people. So as we move in the next few years and down into to see how this evolves. I think it's a much more inclusive environment for specifically the second shift members and for working parents. And in some ways, you know, if we we look back at the evolution also of who we are and who our business is, it does fit extremely well with who our members are now. When we first started the second shift, I mean, you had teeny itty bitties. I had just moved back from New York. Like we were both kind of discombobulated. Our CFO, our third partner, Kemp, had little ones and she was leaving one industry and coming to us. And we were in the midst of trying to figure out what this company would become, almost like our members were in the midst of trying to figure out what their career trajectory would be. Now we are a much more mature and stable company. You know, we figured out how this works. We have great clients that we work with all the time. We have amassed an extraordinary membership of women who we have been able to garner their respect and their trust. And we've been able to bring them into our membership at a very specific point in their careers when they were rethinking what work looks like for them. And so it makes perfect sense that we would continue to evolve as a company. And just on an aside, from you know the research that I've been doing and the people that I talk to and kind of being out there and surveying the competitive landscape, I mean, every day there is a new marketplace, flexible, remote work offering out there. There is another organization to join. There is another conference to go to. And I understand that everybody has the opportunity and the right to start their own company and start their own thing. But how many flexible work and remote work and hybrid work options can even exist out there? It's, you know, it's everything from you know trying to figure out pet care to for the flexible work you know with the days that you go into your office because your dog is so used to you being home and it's going to be sad when you leave like there there's there's such like a, a stratospheric growth on everything that also feeds this new reality that in some ways it's almost as if it has to exist in this like shaky bubble or else when it normalizes there's going to be a lot less noise and the noise a lot of businesses are built on this noise. And we're in the noise. We're still in. We're still in the noise. We're still in the noise, in the churn. And But it's a huge opportunity. It's something that we are going to capitalize on because we 100%. are in the business of solving the needs of our clients with the world's best workforce, which is the second shift and the Uh, members in the second shift. And like our tagline was always make work work for you. Right. So that is what, that is an evolving statement as work evolves. And one of the things that we keep coming back to, and I know you and I speak about this, and I'm sure that we've said this on this podcast before, 
you have to be flexible about being flexible. The definition of the word flexible does not have rigid rules around it. And I wonder, I hope that at some point we will set some rules because I do believe that there needs to be some kind of calming nature on this feeling that everyone seems to have about being that we're still in this disruptive period. But we now know from everything that we read that the mandatory return to office policies and the mean scroogey boss is not winning over any employees. And the idea that you're sitting alone in an office because you came in that day and everybody is at, is at home seems like a really crappy way to work too. So I, again, empathize with businesses that have to figure this out. But maybe we're now learning that everybody's got to just figure it out for themselves. And just like this demographic of working women who had to try to balance all of the exterior pressers and forces in their lives in order to continue to work and make it work, this is what companies are going to have to do. They're going to have to figure out what's best for them. And if they're a fast-moving cryptocurrency business, they may not want people to be working from home. They may want everybody in the office because hopefully they're all 20 years old anyway. And if you're a business that can handle it, then you are able to give people a little more freedom and give them a more little flexibility. But again, you and I say this all the time, it always comes down to how people manage their employees and that we can leave for a whole other podcast. Managing employees and hiring people who are capable at their jobs. That's what we do. That is what we do. We provide you, you we give you capable. For those of you who have to give people their very first jobs, I applaud you because that is not that That's is not hard. an easy place to be right now because look, if I hadn't had my car vouchers and my dinner vouchers, I don't know how I would have survived my 20s in New York if I didn't work late and drink alcohol with people at the office. Would have been very sad and lonely. I would have never met my husband. Stuck in an apartment. I had a pretty good apartment, though, I have to say. <laughs> All right, G. I know you're not feeling well. I'll let you go. Thank, Thank you, you for shedding some light on what's going on right now and at the second shift in the job market and just overall in, you know, the, the atmosphere of the work. ethos, the yeah. ethos. Well, always fun to do this. Mwah. Thank Bye you. Guys. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining the conversation. For more, you can follow along at the Please rate, review, subscribe, and help us make work work for you and for all women.